Hello and welcome to Mobile Interactions Now, the podcast where industry pros share first-hand experiences on making mobile interactions work. I'm Chris and I'm part of the team here at Tintech. On today's episode, we have the conclusion of our conversation with Pamela Clark-Dixon. So here is part two of our conversation with Pamela. Take it away, Jean. Welcome back to the show, Pamela. Uh, in our previous episode, we talked about how digital experiences are changing on the consumer side. Today, I would like to talk about what that really means for the businesses and what they can do about. But first, um, out of the consumer trends we discussed in our previous episode, what would you say is the most important trend that brands must pay attention to, say, within the next 36 months or so? So I I think there's probably three key key things that brands uh, should be paying attention to. Um, And the first is, it's probably not a new thing, but, um, you know, based on our research um, and knowing from that research that consumers are still sort of starting to build their use of chat apps and communication services, and that's growing. Um, That's probably something that brands should be responding to if they haven't already, um, is making sure that they can, uh, you know, interact with their consumers on the various communications apps or chat app platforms. Uh, And this is probably more one for for outside of of those Asian markets of of, um, China and um, Japan and South Korea, where the communications apps already have this fairly much covered. So that essentially means uh, looking at the Facebook uh, group of apps, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp and Instagram, as well as Facebook itself, of course, um, but also Apple iMessage as well. So so that would be one thing that I think brands um, will need to act on if, if they're not already doing so. And I think probably a large number of them are already uh, present on some of these apps. Um, I think the second one to keep an eye out on is, um, is, and this is related to the first, in a sense, is Facebook Pay, which is their new wallet service. I think that if Facebook gets this up and running across all of its apps, uh, you know, for comms and social, I think that's going to, you know, change the, the commerce landscape um, just simply because of the billions of users that are on each of these platforms. So if, if Facebook can move the conversation um, or the interaction between businesses and consumers on those apps from conversation to commerce, uh, that's, that's going to change the way I think that consumers, you know, buy goods and services. And not just on a global scale. We're not talking like, for example, Amazon uh, um, being used to for consumers to, to buy services from places, you know, from Amazon, for example. It, this is going to have local ramifications as well because we have a lot of local businesses that are on Facebook um, pages, for example. So I, I, I think that, you know, that, that could be something that, that will change, um, that, that brands need to look at as well. And then finally, um, just going back to the telco world again, you know, we see that that RCS, rich communication services, doesn't have the same reach. We we don't see, you know, too many under 100 operators at the moment have launched RCS services. And and all those, not many have launched A to P or application to person RCS, the business communications element of of RCS. Um, But on the other hand, you know, there is an established SMS ecosystem there that, um, that, that, 
telcos can uh, use to, to build RCS on. Um, and there is also a huge potential reach both through the telcos and also via um, the telcos working with Google um, for Android messages. So that, that, that's, that's something that bears watching at least in terms of whether, you know, over the coming 36 months, we start to see um, that um, becoming a more important um, telco service. That's really interesting because, um, you know, this whole going, as you mentioned, conversations to commerce, to me, that kind of covers the entire customer journey now. Mm -hmm. um, it, before uh, we talked about the whole customer care use cases and all that. Mm -hmm. And if, if brands are really looking at it, um, you know, whether um, their initial motivation was just to adding another channel to do the same thing, but just reach, you know, more people, or are they actually um, start mm -hmm. looking at the entire journey because, because of this mm -hmm. whole, changing conversations into complete commerce interaction. Where we are at and what do you think is happening now? I do think that there is very much this move towards um, brands offering their customers a, a number of different channels um, to, to engage with. And, and that's, um, again, in response to the availability of those channels. Um, so for example, you know, as I mentioned um, in the previous um, episode, we see that email and voice and SMS are still very important channels for consumers to interact with their service providers, with their brands. Um, but you know, others are, are coming and are being used. The communications apps, for example, web, obviously with or without an agent helping with web chat is, is also important. You know, lots of consumers like to be able to get online and actually chat you know, within uh, a brand's web page with an agent for different reasons, whether that's to do some troubleshooting or to um, to order a service, you know, so, and I, I think the, the reason, and again, it comes back to what I was saying in the previous episodes, if you make things easy for a consumer, if they can get access to a brand's web page and get access to a, a chat capability on that web page where they're speaking to a live agent, that's that's easy for them. It, it gets, their, um, gets their problem solved, you know, relatively quickly the agent on the other end has access you know through a verification process to all of the information about a customer without the customer actually having to give all of that information you know so those sorts of things um are i think can, and i think are very potent um uh capabilities uh for for consumers um but you know just just going back to our survey at the moment i mean we did do some um we did ask the question about what do consumers use particular channels for, you know, and, and, you know, we saw the results of that for email, it's used for just about everything except for purchasing and payments. So, and, and that kind of makes sense. SMS is most used for receiving information and alerts and bill status reminders, less for two way kind of um, use cases there. Um, voice tends to be less used than email and SMS for most use cases the highest use would be receiving product advice. So again, consumers dialing into a helpline um, is, is what we're sort of seeing there. Um, using the web browser, as I mentioned, just, just now highly used for placing orders, for tracking orders, for making purchases and payments. Um, 
Um, and as I mentioned earlier, you know, chat apps, the use of that for any of these use cases is still relatively low um, by comparison to the other channels, but it is building. And I expect that, you know, that's going to grow over time and, and certainly grow over the next 36 months. Um, on the other hand, you know, we're seeing SMS use declining for most use cases, but relatively slowly. It sounds like things are changing from more of a one-way simple notifications and, mm -hmm. and, and things in that nature to a more of a, you know, enabling two-way um, exchanges. Mm -hmm. But then again, email is still there as we talked mm -hmm. about and people are doing um, many um, transactions uh, on it. And we also talked about this whole omni-channel and, and what is really meaningful for brands to really provide um, to satisfy their customers. And, and I think it, it, it all breaks down into, you know, um, well, actually, let me ask you that question. How should they be even approaching this um, when choices are many? Yes. And, and your resources are limited. I know. And your, your customers are changing. Is there a way uh, to look at this in a, in a little more informed way before start just adding random channels to their communications? Yeah, yeah. no, I would strongly, um, you know, sort of advise or, or suggest that um, brands, I guess, need to look at their, their customer base and their demographics. They need to look at the the reach um that the particular communications channel has into those customer bases so i i think there are probably four main things that that um that brands need to look at i think they need to look at um the the urgency um with which they need to to reach um their customers or how urgent it is that they need to move to add a, a communications channel. Um, they need to take into consideration what their resources are to invest in adding these different communications channels. Um, they need to consider whether they have the technical expertise within the organization, um, not only to, to add the, the communications channel, but also to, to man it. If you've got customer service agents, you need to train those up to be able to, um, to, to use, say for example, a web chat capability or um, a, a communication app capability um, and then again as I kind of just almost mentioned whether the, the channel is a, a good fit for the organization in terms of do they you know how many of their customers actually use it um, you know what what is is the reach of a particular channel one of the challenges I think that communications apps or that deploying um, a customer interaction capability via communications apps um, has is that you know, in some markets, the penetration of different apps is fragmented. You know, um, as I mentioned um, in the earlier podcast, in markets like Australia and the UK or the US, for example, you've got, you know, maybe 30 or 40% using Facebook Messenger, 30 or 40% using WhatsApp and, and the rest using iMessage or, you know, and an, another combination of apps. So as a business, you know, that's, a, that's how do you actually go towards um, enabling interaction with all of your customers across all of those apps. So these are these are all the things. And I, you know, I guess it's um, you know you need to be able to figure out how how you do that. Sounds like the opportunity is definitely there. Um, and and but there are certain things that uh, businesses have to actually think through. Mm. 
do you see this as, as you know, more of a trend um, getting any easier with the, some of the uh, cloud services or, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I understand even Google has open platforms um, helping them, you know, develop uh, chat, chatbots easier mm-hmm. so that, you know, they can be integrated with uh, chat apps like WhatsApp and, and you have this uh, mm-hmm. deployment speed um, can be little easier than having to actually develop in 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 a more traditional sense Mm -hmm. do you um do you see this uh helping how you know consumers are going to experience this sooner than Mm -hmm. later Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely we see that ecosystem is definitely building um uh that um and and particularly um for um, for brands to gain access to cloud-based communications, to um, to use simple um, APIs in order to be able to connect communication services into their existing backend systems. Um, the, the, the tools are there and the services are there and they can access them from any number of, of companies, as, as I'm sure you guys are aware. Um, so I think, yeah, that, that, will, that will help um, bring um, the ability for brands in particular to access sort of uh, or to be able to provide different communications channels capabilities to to their consumer customers so yeah I, I, I CPAS technologies WebRTC um, yeah you know all of these things I think will will help get that into the hands of brands um, and, they, and enable them to to provide that that omni-channel communications capability to their to their customers. So we talked about some of the integrations uh, in the back end that's needed to provide the type of communication smooth interaction that uh, the consumers are um, wanting these days. But in order for companies to do uh, do that, um, it, could there be a, like a one picture there that we can imagine that if you hit this type of interaction uh, with your uh, consumers, you are pretty much using today's tool sets in a right way and, and you're, you're on your way to really winning the digitally very, very apt um, generation of consumers. Can you, can you paint that picture for us? Yeah, sure. You know, it, it could look something like a, um, a, a, a supercharged um, version of the communications app that we have today. Because if you look at what communications apps, what chat apps can do today, um, they, they can do a lot of these communications um, capabilities. They can, you know, a few of them already have commerce to, to others. Commerce is coming. Um, there is content sharing between brands and consumers. You know, so a lot of those capabilities um, those interaction capabilities between consumers and brands are are already possible within the communications apps that we have today. Um, and for some, you know, for some segments of the, the population, you know, they may solely be using communications apps already to interact with, um, with their brands and service providers. Um, for others, you know, it will take a few more years, um, you know, because we, we still do have, um, you know, a bit of that, that legacy uh, you know, that will, that will be there for a while. There'll need to be a transition period, but you know, you can see that the, the, the foundations are there um, for all of that to be wrapped up into, 
into a communications app and, and to enable consumers just to have one place, one app, one service that they can use to access different ways of interacting with their brand or their service provider. That helps me to imagine what the what the end goal we are trying to achieve here in, in a more immediate future. So I thank you for that. So the picture that you just painted, which basically my interactions with brands, they all want this. Um, but what do you think needs to really happen in the back end to, to make that possible? Yeah, that is a huge question, I think, for brands and service providers, um, because there is an awful lot that needs to happen in that back end, you know, in terms of um, uh, having the, the, the IT systems, um, I guess, migrate to a different way of, of providing these services um, um, and, and adding communications capabilities into those of their systems that are customer facing. Um, so that, that, I mean, that is, that's going to, I think, be quite a significant task. And, and as we mentioned previously, though there are you know tools that are available to to these companies in order to enable that um and in terms of um and, and and it's going to take a while um it you know particularly for the bigger companies as well uh but i th i think it's a worthwhile um goal to to aim for because i think at the end of the day what most brands and service providers want to do is to engage their customers, um, not, not only from the perspective of providing, you know, a, a great user experience and, um, um, you know, providing, a, you know, a fantastic product or service, but also on the fulfillment side as well, you know, it's, it's no point having, you know, both of those things or, or providing a great product and service if you're not also contributing to providing a, a great user experience through um, having all those communications pieces uh, in, in place. So, uh, so yeah, there's a, there's a few things that, that brands and service providers need to do, but worthwhile, I think. Before I let you go, we have this little fun segment called the What's on Your Phone? Uh -huh. And I am going to ask... And you're going to have to um, open your personal phone and say, what are the three things that you use most on your phone? Okay. So the three things that I use most on my phone, I've grouped them into three categories. Um, social, obviously, is right up there. Um, email. Um, and then I would have to say um, games. So I have a game that I particularly like to play because I'm a bit of a word nerd. <laughs> so I like to play words with friends. Um, so that those are probably the three main categories of apps I use most on my phone. And I, I must admit that your top three things are most, most fun. I, I have <laughs> many guests who are just saying emails and the, the expected business applications. So. Oh, there you go. Have fun out there. And I want to, once again, thank you for joining and sharing your thoughts and research findings on our show. Thank you, Jane. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you again to Pamela Clark-Dixon for joining us the past two episodes. You can find out more about Pamela and Ovum at ovum.com. To find out more about Jean and Tentech, visit tentech.com. Make sure to search for Mobile Interactions Now in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found, and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Tintech, 
Thanks for listening. 